What is the number one thing that is busting the budgets of Americans? And no, it is actually not the holiday shopping season from the past month. We're going to reveal that with the debt-free guys, John Schneider and David Auten. They are back with their take on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebell, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. Hi there, I'm John. And I'm David. We're the Debt-Free Guys and host of the Queer Money podcast, coming at you this time from Sitges, Spain. And welcome back, guys. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape, like the debt-free guys. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. This episode of Money with Friends is sponsored by Tiller, your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated each day. Go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for a free trial and a discount and to support the show. And what better time to get organized than as we get ready to enter the new year. David and John, welcome back. This is your second to last show of Money with Friends. Getting sentimental. (laughs) (laughs) This is we're starting to click and getting things to work. Yeah, it's It's been a lot of fun. I know. (laughs) And you guys are in Spain. We yeah, are. Spain. Yeah, so we're about 45 minutes south of Barcelona right now on the beachside town called Sichas. All right, everyone's getting really jealous, but let's just be <laughs> clear, you are not on vacation. You're actually working. Tell us what you're working yeah, on. We are. we are working. We're working on a lot of things. Uh, normal platform content, such as our Queer Money podcast and uh, uh, Debt Free Guys blog, as well as we are relaunching our credit card payoff course, uh, which is uh, backed by popular demand. We weren't going to relaunch that in January for a couple of reasons. Uh, but we had a lot of people saying that they are working on their New Year's resolutions and they asked us to bring it back. And so far, that plan has helped people pay off about $150,000 in credit card debt since January of last year. Right. So inspiring. I wonder what their, what your clients' budget busters are. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment. Let's see which one of our friends is going to kick off today's headlines. This is Lacey from the Military Money Show. Money headlines explain six days a week. That can only mean you are tuned in to Money with Friends. All right. You guys got it. (laughs) All right. So one big reason Americans are broke and overweight by Katie Hill of Market Watch. Here we go. Dining out is weighing on our budgets. <laughs> no surprise here, I think. The number one thing that Americans bust their budget on is dining out, according to some recent research from the principal. Uh, nearly one in three Americans, 29%, which is up 26% from last year, said that this was their top budget buster, followed by food and groceries. Um, the research from Fidelity also found that for um It's the number one small small financial mistake that Americans admit to is dining out too much, with which 36% say they're doing that over the last year. The government says that we spend about $3,500 a year on dining out, or at least did in 2018, which was an increase over the year before just slightly. But what's so surprising is that they expect that this year we will hit a record spend of $863 billion on dining out. Uh, what's more is that Market Watch says that said in July that the cost of going out to eat or getting takeout food is rising faster than the cost of buying groceries. Accordingly, we're uh, eating very out very often. Gallup data shows that six in ten Americans ate dinner out at least once in the past week, 
and 16% ate dinner out three or more times. Dining rooms and kitchens across the U.S. are getting a little less use than they used to, says research Nielsen noted. That's because Americans have embraced the experience of eating out. One reason dining out is such a budget buster, people who eat out tend to, to underestimate what it will cost them, according to a 2017 study from Penn State. The researchers used the, the, asked the participants what they were spending each week over the course of two-week period, and many of them predicted that they would spend $18 a month, and halfway through the project or the research, they had to increase that up to $55 for the two-week period. What's, what this is telling us is obviously that they would spend less in two weeks, but at, as the week progressed, they realized they were spending a lot more and rationalized this increase, said Amit Shara, Associate Professor of Hospitality Management and Director of the Food Decision Research Laboratory at Penn State. So the article then goes on to talk about the fact that all this eating out is wreaking havoc on not just our savings, but also our waistlines, mm. um, because Americans <laughs> scarf down an average of 200 more calories than when they um, eat at home. But in the end, it says it's still important to point out that there are plenty of other reasons Americans are overweight and don't have the savings accounts because dining out often and that people can certainly put on the pounds and spend big when cooking their own foods. And that's a good reminder. And, and also, we also, there's a sort of middle ground guys where you're like going to the supermarket, but you're buying really expensive ingredients or you're buying like these prepared foods. So you feel like you're cooking at home because you're eating at home and you bought it at a supermarket, but maybe it's not the value that we associate or that we tell ourselves when we're buying grocery foods. I don't know. So what do you guys think? Well, you know, you, you bring up a good point there that I think so many grocery stores today have so much prepared food that you're really almost eating out when you go to the grocery store and you buy prepared food. There's not a whole lot of difference between doing that and going out to eat or getting takeout. Uh, it's the actual preparation part where you're actually saving the costs of money when uh, when you do cook at home. And typically, you're saving the calories there as well. I, I read somewhere a long time ago that if you stick with the perimeter of the grocery store, for the most part, that's where you'll not only save the most money, um, but you'll also find the healthier products because typically that's your vegetables and your fruits. But of course, that requires you know more preparation. And I think that's what Americans are, are giving up, we, that preparation time. They want food a little bit more quickly than um, you know having someone sit at home for two or three hours making dinner. I am completely guilty of that. And I also think that the reason that this dining out is such a bigger factor than what I would have thought would have been just, you know, general discretionary spending, maybe um, buying clothing or, you know, whatever it may be, electronics, that's a big, obviously a big item, which we consider non-negotiable these days. But the truth is we're very privileged to have these thousand dollar computers. I'm holding my phone, but they really are basically thousand dollar computers in our hands. So I thought it would be something like that, but I think it's because dining out and the sort of, it's sort of considered entertainment also, and it's ongoing. It becomes part right. of a general lifestyle where you don't even notice it and you have nothing to show for it also, except the extra pounds, I guess. At our worst, we were spending about $400 a week dining out and $400 a week on groceries. And at that time we would have told you that, that our lives weren't not, weren't anything special. But, yeah. But when we actually itemized all of our expenses, we were like, wow, this is just ridiculous. And at the time, we weren't overweight. No. Um, well, so I don't know where all the where all the food and the calories were going. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the article kind of speaks to this, uh, this fact that most people don't really realize how much they're actually spending when they go out to eat 
because they estimate that they estimated in that one te- uh, example, they were going to spend $18 a week and they had to more than, well, almost triple that, right? So they had to triple that to actually meet the amount that they were actually spending. Um, and we know that, uh, that food costs outside the house are just rising at an exorbitant rate. Yeah, that's interesting. And I wonder what it is it that they don't add in the tax and the tip, for example, they just see the actual entree price. And maybe they don't add in if they have a beverage. So when they're planning, and they at least I because I'm a planner, I will look at the restaurants menu before I go and look at the price points. I don't necessarily add in those kinds of things. Yeah, no. And I think once I actually get to the restaurant, I'm a little bit more um, liberal with myself. And I'll, and I have may not have predicted that I'll get a glass of wine or even a bottle of wine. But then I'll be like, Oh, it was a hard day. Let's just get a bottle of wine. And all of a sudden, you've added, I don't know, 20, 30, $40 onto your bill that you didn't predict on spending. Right. Totally. We taped this live in front of a Facebook audience. We're here with a number of our friends, including Jamie, Dylan, Gregory, Ron, a lot of guys today. Ladies, where are you? But we have a comment from Greg. Do you want to read the comment from Greg, guys? Yeah, Greg says, I wonder if factoring in the value of time saved makes dining out a more rational economic choice. It, it, I, I think it it is an interesting uh, idea. Um, the idea that spending time to prepare food um, does take away from our time that we could be doing other things. The reality, though, is I think when we do that kind of economic factoring, um, we're not actually replacing that time with money earning opportunities. More often than not, we're replacing that time with time in front of Netflix or watching our kids play soccer or, you know, some things that maybe add value, but some things that definitely don't. (laughs) Well, I I just want to say it is important to have R&R, especially coming off the holiday season. Some of us do need to decompress. And so there's a definitely kind of a sliding line there where we do want to have some downtime and we do want to value that. But at the same time, it can get out of hand. Um, you guys got a shout out there from Kimberly. Hey, hey Kimberly. (laughs) Um, so we do have an Instagram poll that you guys, um, put out for our audience. And, um, we've actually, we, we didn't have it out there for that long. And even since I sent you the results, we've had more votes, but the (laughs) results are the same, even though we've had more people voting. The order of what people chose is the same. Do you want to tell us about the poll? What people yeah, so thought? We asked, what, we asked what percentage of Americans ate dinner out three or more times in the previous week? And we, uh, we asked whether uh, the vote was for 3%, 6%, 16%, or 24%. And the majority of the people, by tw- uh, at least by 29 people that I have here, um, chose 24%. Right. We um, are up to 33 here. Yeah. But yeah. And we just, yeah. yeah. And, Which was the uh, wrong the answer, least- by the way. That is the wrong answer. The correct answer is 16%. Which, but I, I think which it shows... Second, which did come in second. Come in second. Yeah. So good job, people. <laughs> I think it shows the, the idea that a lot of people who are responding to this think that maybe Americans do have a problem with going out to eat too much. Yeah. If they think it's even worse than it is. I think that's a really right. fair statement. Well, what do you hear? Look, you counsel people on how to get out of debt and get their budget and control under control. What do you guys hear from your from your people? Yeah. So uh, one of the very first things that we walk our clients through is what we call a spending analysis, where uh, we, we ask people to itemize all of their expenses for ideally the previous 12 months. And hands down, um, dining out and grocery expenses uh, consistently comes up as one of the, the biggest shockers for people. We don't realize exactly how much money we're spending on a week-to-week basis, even if we're just doing the gro- grocery shopping. Um, and I think it's um, unless you're 
very militant with your with your having a grocery list and sticking with a menu and making sure you're preparing foods at home and ideally maybe batching some of that uh, work for yourself. Um, it can get uh, things can easily get out of hand, especially because we're working longer hours than ever before. You get home late. You've got to run the kids around from soccer to piano practice and all these other things. And the last thing you want to do is, is sit down when you get home and make stromboli. So <laughs> you stop it. Somewhere so and true. <laughs> well, I mean, now I, think, I want stromboli. Oh. <laughs> sorry, finish your thought. Well, I was just going to say, now I want stromboli. <laughs> All right. We'll put it on the menu for New Year's Eve. But I, I, I love what you guys are saying about just knowing your numbers and getting organized because that brings me to our sponsor for today's show, which is Tiller. Because, um, And by the way, thank you to Tiller for supporting Money with Friends. Tiller helps you manage your money 10 times faster in a spreadsheet that is the only service that connects your banks to Google Sheets and Excel with your daily spending, transactions, and balances. Unlike financial apps that force you to compromise, spreadsheets in Tiller are fully customizable to your needs. Tiller makes them even better with an automatic daily feed of your spending, balances, and transactions. You guys can follow the instructions of the debt-free guys. Tiller eliminates data entry, multiple account logins, and so on. You just connect your banks once, and then you can see your transactions automatically updated each day. Basically, once it's set up, you don't have to do anything more. So this is a great New Year's resolution, everybody. Go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. That stands for Money with Friends, MWF, tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for more info. And by using our link, you will get 20% off your first year and a reminder that um, we do get um, a thank you from them. And so thank you for supporting our show. It is takeaway time. Guys, what are you thinking? <laughs> Well, you know, it, I, I will say that because we've worked with uh, companies like Experian, Honeyfy, and Prudential, um, this data isn't really a surprise for us because the surveys that we did with them said that this is the number one discretionary spend for the LGBT community as well. Um, wow. And personally, we we know this to be the case for us. We, al we also know um, that statistics show that we spend about 12 to 18% more when we use a debit or credit card, and that's what most of us are using when we go out to eat. So it's not really a surprise that we're spending more. Um, and clearly, if we want to achieve our financial goals and we're not, dining may dining out may have to be on the chopping block. Yeah. So as I said, at, at our worst, we were spending $400 a week dining out and $400 a week on groceries. And until we kind of got our act together, uh, that was going to continue. And what we, the number one thing that we did was figure out what was most important to us. And we realized what was most important to us and then realized that our spending wasn't aligned with what was most important to us. Um, then we could get everything back in, uh, back in order. So number one, figure out what's most important to you. And then number two, get on a budget. I love what you're saying about figuring it out because the, the upside to doing a credit card or a debit card is that the numbers will tell you the story. With cash, sometimes you don't know where the cash went. So I'm always kind of divided. Is it better to do something like a cash envelope system, which works for a lot of people? Or, but then you have to really be manually writing everything down and be honest, which some of us might not always be honest about every transaction. But with a credit <laughs> card or debit card, you know where it went. It might be going faster for sure, but you have, the, the numbers are there. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? So by and large, most of our uh, reoccurring expenses, we put on our credit cards uh, and, the, and the credit cards that'll get us miles um, for uh, groceries, uh, for our social spending and for gas. Um, we use the envelope system. All right. 
I think that works. All right. Oh, I forgot. I got to do my takeaway, guys. So <laughs> yeah. this is my takeaway. Um, I think this is perfect inspiration for the new year. I love reminders that there is so much about our finances and our health that we can control. So I'm going to call this, I'm just putting it out there, my New Year's resolution. So now I am accountable to all of my money friends to at least be deliberate. I don't know if I will necessarily spend more or less, but I'm going to be accountable and be aware of what I am spending and eating when we're when we're dining out, both for money spending and for calories, and to at least be assessing whether that is what I intend to do. How's that? Nice. That's awesome. And you guys are going to have a hard time with that in Spain. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Tell us more about what's going on with you guys. Uh, good. Yeah. So we've, uh, we've been in Spain for, uh, about a week and a half and, uh, we're about 10% to 11% of the way through. Um, and, uh, we will be here for three months. We are what we call living a geo liberated life. We're working while we're here, but when we're done working, we get to go play outside in a completely different environment than what we're used to. The other great thing is we figured out how to do this, live here for three months cheaper than what it would cost for us to live in most cities in America. Amazing. Amazing. And tell us, so what's going on with your podcast? Anything else? Where can people follow you? Uh, yep. You can follow us at uh, Queer Money or Debt Free Guys on pretty much any platform. We are, uh, we've actually already got several episodes recorded for 2020 for the Queer Money podcast. And then uh, we are relaunching our credit card payoff course early January. Um, and you can get more information for that at debtfreeguys.com forward slash debtfree2020. Very nice. All right. And to our Money Friends audience, be part of our show. Join us on our Facebook live tapings. You can find out information about that and also participate in our Instagram stories um, and be part of the show, even if you can't be here during the taping, by following us on social media at Money Friends Pod. You can also learn more about the Debt Free Guys and our amazing cast of thought leaders on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. So please check it out and have a great day and happy new year. Bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.